Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode number 62. We are here with my friend, Scott Vaughn, how you can become the brand and why you really need to. And before we do that, let me pay the bills real quick. If you haven't bought Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? 101 tips for furniture and mattress stores on how to sell another million this year. And I'd like to thank my friends at Mattress Industry Network for their support. Your sponsorship means the world to me. If you are in the mattress industry, you should belong to this group. Over 1,100 strong, might be over 1,200 strong by now. Uh, if you are in the mattress industry in any capacity, you are welcome to join this group. It is run by retailers for the entire industry. The the goal is to help others to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. The network and opportunities available in this group for absolutely free are off the hook. You have vice presidents of sales, of sales of manufacturers. Uh, you have regional managers for uh, mattress and furniture stores. You have owners of furniture and mattress stores. You have owners of manufacturers. So if you do not belong to the Mattress Industry Network, join today and tell them Pete sent you. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you today? Pete, how are you today? I'm good. I, yeah. I'm not fighting a cold like you. You're a trooper <laughs> for showing up, man. I'm pumped, man. I'm you pumped. should be. You Love should be show. pumped. Well, you should have let we, me pay the bills. I'm I've got your book right here. I've got a couple copies because I bought one and you brought me one. Uh, <laughs> one guy, copy. One that got you one for Christmas a couple of years ago. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then uh, I think I'm going to throw it on eBay for a million dollars, start the bidding there, go from there, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, Scott, here's my $64,000 question. Um. Did you become the brand on purpose or did that happen by accident? It was a complete accident. Um, I uh, got in this business. I was in car sales. I was not very good at it. I was average at best. And um, anyway, I always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My boss was the brand for the car dealership. He was on the TV all the time. He was down doing that. Uh, Mike Smith. And uh, great guy, great guy. And uh, so when I, he knew I wanted to start my own business. And when I started it, he helped me in every way. He, I started an hour away from his uh, car dealership in Murray. And he offered to come down and do an infomercial for me, a 15-minute infomercial. Uh, and then a 30-second ad, he did that for me. And I didn't want to be him, but I turned out <laughs> doing my own branding. Uh, people saw it and liked it. And then um, a really good friend of mine, I graduated high school with Lisa Satterwhite. Uh, she said, you know, your kids are really cute and people love kids. So uh, we started developing a story with our kids and my wife and uh People today are like, I saw your kids grow up on TV, and, and uh, we don't have any family photos. We just have commercials. So, um, pretty cool though. Yeah, how it all so, panned out. We had I had no plans of being on TV. I was just going to do 
what everybody else did because I didn't have a clue. I never started a business before. I didn't know. I made a D in marketing in college. So I knew nothing about marketing, apparently, according <laughs> to my professor. <laughs> and now that's what I'm known for is my marketing. So there, uh, there you go. <laughs> well, you know why your professor was teaching marketing in college, right? Because he couldn't do it himself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If he or she could have done it themselves, they'd be doing it. And they They'd wouldn't be putting around. Than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, most really good marketers will make in a week what a college professor makes in a year. So <laughs> any anyway, you know, one of the things that I never get over uh, with you, Scott, is your humility and your warmth. And I think that that really comes across in, in your advertising. And a lot of dealers, when I tell them, listen, you should do the voiceovers on your commercials, uh, your radio commercials. You should be the face on your TV commercials. Even if you don't think you're the best looking guy or gal, even if you don't like the way your voice sounds, nobody likes the way their voice sounds. Everybody feels the same way about it. Um, what would your advice be to them? If I can do it, anybody can do it. So uh, I'm from the suburbs of Wingo, Kentucky, population 360, uh, which means I grew up on a farm. <laughs> I have the worst voice. I got totally made fun of in college. Um, and that's at Western Kentucky University. So everybody talked country there too. But I was so bad. They made fun of me. So. Uh, and then look at this face. Good grief. Uh, the face of business. Um, <laughs> so anyway, if I can do it, you can do it. You don't have to be anything. Just be genuine. You there, know? There's, be there's, genuine. Let people see you fail. There's uh, one we did of those, blooper ads that are, that are funnier than anything. So Yeah, there's one of those one-liners that Scott Tahaney was looking forward to. So there you go. You got your first one-liner from, uh, from Scott, Chris. <laughs> oh, he made a comment in on Facebook that, oh, okay. hey, I'm looking forward to this show. I can't wait for Scott's one-liners <laughs> because he, you just you just rip them off when, one after we're, the other without even thinking about country, it. We're in the country, so in the country, you hear uh, and learn to deliver one-liners all the time. So, And I don't even so, know I'm doing it. I didn't even know I delivered one already. So. <laughs> so, you know, when you started, you were in a mattress-only store. And now you're a hybrid. You are a, uh, you carry some furniture, limited amount of furniture, a lot of mattresses. People will call you and drive from an hour or more away. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks for the applause. That, that's for you, Scott, not for well. me. <laughs> so Good to say, how Chris. far do people come? The, 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 the radius that all the experts say for a sleep shop or a sleep-like shop is anywhere from you know 10 to 20 miles. That's how far people will travel. How far do people travel to see you? <laughs> well... Paducah, Kentucky is our uh, our main uh, store. I shouldn't say our main store. We've got two. Paducah and Benton. Well, Benton's small. It's about population 3,500 or so. Uh, Paducah is about 35,000, maybe 40,000. 
Not a very big city, but it's a hub. So people drive from an hour away regularly, uh, almost every day we're delivering an hour away from Paducah. So we cover a huge area. We could have someone drive two hours uh, last week and bought a couple of stairs of foster service. We appreciate that. Uh, but um, so, so let me yeah, ask you, a, it's, it's let me normal, ask, actually, <laughs> let me ask you a question from where they were to you. How many places could they have stopped and bought a Stearns and Foster? Just roughly. Uh, that's a great question. <laughs> I would say probably, well, they're, they're closer to Evansville. There's probably 15 places in Evansville, Indiana. Um, there's probably at least 10 places they could have gone, you know. But. So 25 other choices easily, conservatively, yeah. and they picked you. So my question, and what every store owner that's watching, what he or she is asking themselves is, Scott, how, do, why are people coming to see you an hour and a half away? Why? Um, some of it, they see our ads. Um, we're on, we've got one advantage we do have in Paducah, Kentucky. We have one network television station that everybody watches for news and weather and that kind of thing. So we've been on there 17 years now almost. And people have just gotten used to watching us and and uh, seeing our ads. Oh. We don't get too fancy. Um, it's mainly we're telling stories. And so and that's what uh, Mr. Smith, who I worked for a long time ago, he asked us, all the employees... What would you do with my ad budget, which is an insane budget he has? But uh, I wrote a book. I mean, I wrote a book about, you know, create a story, quit selling two hundred, you know, $2,000 off or interest-free financing or 1.9%. You know, that's okay at times to do that. But tell a story. Uh, relate to people. And that's what we've been able to do is relate to people through our ads and and they want to buy from us for some reason. So um, it's by this face <laughs> and this voice. But So they have customers that have seen your commercials for how many years do you think they might have seen your commercials? Uh, we're, we're almost 17 years now, since 2005. So it's possible somebody's been watching you for 17 years, right? Yeah. So they've, they've watched... Uh, the girls and your son grow up and they've seen some right. dogs along the way and they've watched yes. <laughs> you and Wanda. And right. so they feel this connection. Right. And, you know, one of the funny things about this world today, Scott, is in some ways we're more connected than other than ever. And in other ways, we are absolutely starving for real humor human interaction um social media doesn't satisfy people's need to uh, see each other and speak to each other on, on, a, on a real basis so i think that the uh the connection aspect of your advertising is huge and i think that's why uh videos are are good uh but your tv commercials uh you do not come across as a paid actor who speaks perfectly 
and who says everything in the perfectly right way. And I really believe that people prefer authenticity to perfection. What say yeah. you? Yeah, I don't I don't like watching ads that are so generic. Uh, that's what and I'm sorry about the these marketing agencies that <laughs> make a lot of money. I, I just don't like their ads, honestly. They they're generic. They don't really draw attention. They don't have um a connection to the people they're trying to reach. And I know my people. I mean, I've grew up here, raised here. Uh, I love them. They love me. And I know what they're going through. Um, and I can relate with them. And, and the other thing is we use a lot of humor in our ads. We try to. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that thinks it's funny sometimes. But <laughs> we try to uh, try to incorporate some humor because it. You know, people like to laugh, and yeah. everybody's tired of being angry all the time. You know, I, I don't like angry people, and, and this is anybody else. So, sure. and they want to be able to trust who they buy from. That's the oldest rule in the book: um, is the customer must trust who they're buying from. So, and the first thing is you got to be trustworthy if you're if you're uh, wanting to be trusted. So. I feel like so, our team is exceptional with that, and we train that, and uh, that's what we look for when we hire people. So, a hundred years ago, when I was in retail, uh, they actually still had TV, believe it or not, and uh, our owner would put us sales guys in the commercials, and people would come in, and they would go, "You are the guy sitting in the recliner on the commercial," and I'm like, right. "Yeah, yeah, I'm the guy." Do you get a lot of that? I bet you do. Uh, but you're a thousand times a day. <laughs> yeah. Like That's I can't go anywhere uh, in this four state area uh, without getting recognized. And uh, funny commercial we did uh, a while back. Uh, my daughter was walking backwards. The cameraman was following her. She fell on a bed and he acted like he fell on the bed beside her. And the camera came around and she goes, smooth move, camera dude. So it actually <laughs> showed the camera guy. Um, and then I think a year later, he went on a cruise in the Caribbean and in Mexico or wherever he was, he got off the boat and somebody saw him and he, they said, you're that camera dude. <laughs> so oh, they recognized funny. him. Uh, they, you know, obviously we're from this area, but uh, pretty cool that. You do get recognized everywhere you go. And when we first got on the ads, uh, people would whisper and say, that's, I think that's those people with, with a mattress store. And uh, yeah. now it's uh, it's a normal thing. It's part of our lives. And yeah, uh, I'm, none of my kids are in the business. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But uh, they, they're not they're right this moment. Thing. You never you never know. You never you know. You never know. But. So let me ask you this. Um, did you understand how important that you being the face of the business was going to be when you felt the need to transition the business from a uh, mattress-only sleep shop to Happy Z's, which is a sit-and-sleep shop? Did you fully understand that, or did you kind of look back in the rear view mirror and say, oh, my Lord, it's a good thing that I was the face because... My audiences came right along with me 
to the new store? It's huge. I mean, it's a huge thing. There's no underestimating that, that we made a huge push to make sure as our transition happened that we are uh, this mattress store. This We're becoming Happy Z Sit and Sleep before it happened. And then after it happened, hey, and we kept our slogan. Um, uh, if I won't put them on it, I won't put you on it uh, is our slogan. And so we, we maintain that so people would know um, that's still us. And it's really funny. Uh, Trent Redberger uh, in Bowling Green. Yeah, Trent is, is very similar. Away. We started almost the same time. He is so funny. Uh, people have got to watch his YouTube videos of his commercials. But um, his slogan is almost identical to mine. And we didn't mm-hmm. steal it from each other. That's how crazy we are. Uh, his <laughs> is that if I won't deliver it to my house, I won't deliver it to yours. Yeah. And mine is if I won't put them on it, my family, then I won't put you on it. So yeah. isn't it crazy how uh, how close we are? Well, we're I two think and a half it, hours away uh, physically, uh, so we're right. not in the same market. But right, he's got great ads, and uh, little Trent is really funny. Uh, his little puppet. I know you. I think you interviewed him before. What do you? Uh, really, what do you? Really what good. do you mean? Little Trent's a puppet. What do you? What do you <laughs> uh, I Trent. thought a little. I thought little Trent was the mastermind, and Big Trent was stealing all little Trent's ideas. <laughs> I think are you, that's. Are you serious? He's out. really a puppet. Little Trent is the star of the show. No doubt. <laughs> well, you guys so are. You guys are both great, and I have had Trent on the show, and I will again. He's uh, yeah. he's a, he's a great marketer as you are. So let's let's talk about this. So you got to a place in the last few years where you felt like you needed to transition uh, your business over to the sit and sleep, and, and you kind of had an inkling that that's where it was going. So at one point you actually had a sit and sleep in Benton, right? Right. And then you had your mattress only store in Paducah and actually Murray Murray two and Murray two. And then, and then you closed uh, Murray and then you closed Paducah and then you opened up as happy uh, Z's sit and sleep in Paducah. So you did something that I would encourage every, every business owner to do. If there's any way that you can test a new idea out for a store in a smaller market that is similar and you could project that success out if you had some. So did you, were you automatically successful in Benton or did you need to tweak a few things in terms of assortment and and that type of thing? Uh, We're constantly tweaking our floor. So the other thing is availability is uh, very difficult. So what we're getting today, we ordered last year. And uh, so we're constantly tweaking. We're, we're figuring out what works, what doesn't work, uh, what's selling good enough to keep it on the floor because we don't have big showrooms. So we're getting down to less case goods and more reclining furnitures moves faster. So in our small market, it's a micro market. Benton is so small. Uh, it's where we live. Um, 
it's a great place to live. Uh, but then there's a lake here, huge lake, Kentucky Lake. So we get a lot of people like the people that were two hours away, you know, they were down at the lake. So um, a lot of people have lake homes from Chicago and a lot of places, Evansville and what have you. Sure. Come and shop for a lesson. And a lot of times we'll, they'll like what they got here and we'll deliver it to where they live, you know. So we, we've delivered, I just sold two to uh, a guy in Florida. So we're going to, we're having those white glove delivered in Florida. So that, that happens more than you think, oddly. Why do you think that happens? And they like they like the service we offer, and one of the things I wrote down a few notes. Um, marketing course gets them in the store, and then I think we've got to create an experience that's even better than our marketing. Well, you got to have a wow factor that's in your book. By the way, I didn't know if you knew that, but it's in your book several million. <laughs> but uh, I think there's a wow factor you got to create, and dirty dirty window stores don't do that. And so I want to encourage anybody to get away from that model. Uh, Mr. Smith, again, I brought him up several times, way more than I thought I would, but his advice to me is whoever puts on the best show wins. And mm. so if you've got a dirty window store with mattresses stacked uh, at the window or leaning against the window, you're just not going to sell as much or you're not going to sell as high ticket, you know. You're gonna look like a discounter that's gonna sell 199 kings. Well, that's cool. You can sell a lot of 199 kings, but uh, you're not gonna make a very good living, and you're really doing a disservice to your customer. So I think Mr. Smith's advice of putting on the best show. So making sure the windows are clean, the bathrooms are clean. That's also in your book, Pete. Yeah, sell a million. Uh, bathrooms are clean. There's music playing. It smells good in there. Uh, all of that plays into it. We sell to women. And they are picky about where they buy from. <laughs> so uh, if you don't if you don't have the beds clean, if you've got bugs on them, uh, my wife has secret shopped at places and there are bugs on them. And yeah. her and her friends were like, the guy's like, hey, you can try that when you lay on it. Uh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, they're not going to lay on a dirt bed. So it's con- it's great to uh, create an experience and keep keep everything clean. It's the main, it's really a big deal. It is. We're, we're competing against a lot of online um, competition, uh, box stores, all that kind of thing. We've got to be really good at what we do or, or we're not going to get the sales. And the yeah. other thing is make it easy for them to buy. I mean, you got to make it as easy as you can for them to buy or they're going to buy it online. And a lot of times they're there on their phone uh, shopping you while you're standing there. So uh, I think we got to create an experience that's even better than our marketing. And then we got to deliver that same experience. I love that. So good. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, Create an experience better than the marketing is huge. I've always said it has to at least be on par, but I like what you said better because that the the delta, the difference between what the expectation is and 
what they see and what they feel and what they smell when they walk into the store, that's what creates the wow experience. And if that expectation is too high, no matter what you do, you probably can't live up to it. Uh, but it's but, a lot like when Wanda married me. She thought she was marrying somebody better than me, but she didn't get it. So it's been a been a downer for twenty eight years now. <laughs> that is so not true. <laughs> that is so not true. Wanda adores you. Are you kidding me? Oh my yeah, gosh! Likewise, um, oh. she's a saint for putting up with me, and uh, I'm a dreamer, and she's. She's a worker and she has to do all this work uh, based on what my dreams have come through. And uh, we got a great business. It's it's been fun. Uh, well, one Saturday of the th- was a killer day. We had a record day Saturday. And well, let's talk and, about that. So, okay. you know, I probably should have talked about that at the beginning. Why should you listen to Scott Vaughn? <laughs> the reason you should listen to this man is he just had a record month. In December. But then, today's the last day of the month. If he sells nothing today, he has beaten December's record month. So, two out of the last three months, he set records. So, obviously, what he's doing is working. But I'm going to embarrass you a little bit in a good way. That's not hard. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I am because, you know, you had asked me to, uh, next time we're at market to make an introduction to Jeff Janakovo and right. Jeff is absolutely super successful. And one of the, if I was opening a retail store, I would sit down with him before I did it and bounce my ideas off of it, off of him. But the other guy would be you. And it always amazes me that the person that really needs advice and needs ideas the most refuses any help. The person who's at the top of his game, you, you are seeking out expert help and advice. You wanted me and Chris to give you advice. It, we're not half as good as you. Uh, it's a compliment that you wanted our advice and, and we love it. Uh, yes, Brian, you're 100% right. And thank you for making that yeah. comment. Serve serve more to sell more. Absolutely. And, and so let me just take off on that, Brian, since you, since you made that comment. And thank you. Um, if you've ever uh, heard the term servant leader, uh, one of my college buddies, uh, Trip Braden, it, it, you'll see him on LinkedIn, and he's always talking about servant leadership, and he's written all kinds of things about it. Um, if you look up servant leadership, you'll see a picture of Scott Vaughn. Uh, he is the embodiment of it to, for his people, for his customers. He believes that and you're here, and you can correct me if I'm saying this wrong. He believes that he's here to serve people and to be an instrument of God's love. Right. Through selling mattresses and furniture. <laughs> is that true or not? It, it is true. And uh, first point you're talking about is being coachable. I coach basketball, too. You know that. Uh, nobody else knows that. But I coach basketball, high school basketball. 
And I tell you which players are going to excel. And those are the ones I can coach. Those are the ones I can and yell at, maybe even. Um, the ones you can't coach have maxed out their ability. They'll never get any better. They, I think they know it all. Um, I've learned that uh, I love going to a market. I love going to nation, I mean, nationwide events. I like going to those because you learn something just sitting down at breakfast with other business owners. Yeah. And I have learned that the dumbest one there has a great idea. Yes. The dumbest 100%. dealer there has a great idea that you haven't even thought of yet. And yeah. uh, and it's amazing. Just to, I love just sitting there and talking and, and listening to what they've got to say and throwing out ideas. And the other thing, you learn what not to do, too. I mean, they tell you, hey, we tried this and it didn't work. You know, we just did a, an ad. Um, it was really successful, and then I, I put it. I paid the money to put it on the Super Bowl as a Super Bowl ad. Got virtually no response. <laughs> but we've been running it about a month, and so we got a ton. I mean, more response than I've ever gotten on an ad by a long shot. And it was a minute long, so I paid double <laughs> what a thirty-second ad, and a uh, flight to the Super Bowl. I got really hardly any response at all. Uh, a lady at, in my Sunday school class yesterday said something about that's the second person I even heard from. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. A uh, many thousand dollar uh, ad. <laughs> so well, anyway, you learn, uh, learn and you learn from failure and you learn from other people's failure. And the other thing I wanted to uh, kind of one thing I thought of is I'm a pilot. So, when I get a uh, pilot book, guess where I turn to first? I, I turn to the NTSB reports. <laughs> I want to see uh, the crash reports from other pilots. I want to find out what they did wrong because almost all uh, crashes are due to pilot error. Because uh, I want to learn from their mistakes. And a friend of mine said, Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from other people's mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so I, I can learn a lot. I can teach a lot to other people about the mistakes I made in the business. And you're talking about Benton. I, we bought that building. We decided to do this sit and sleep idea just kind of as a trial to see how it went and make our mistakes and go on because it's inexpensive to be there. And we can make our mistakes and live through it. And then it once we figured it out, we were there three years or so before we opened Paducah and converted that. Uh, now we, we got a pretty good well old machine. We kind of got a, a good idea of uh, what's doing well and what doesn't do well and what fits for us and what fits for our customers. So. Yep. Yep. Years ago, I had a friend that wanted to open up a bunch of sleep shops at the same time. And I, I begged them to not do it. I said, just please open up one. And, and he didn't listen to me and he opened up four or five and he crashed and burned. And, you know, I just literally begged him, do not do this. Just, just open up one, tweak it, fine tune it. What you think is going to work, isn't going to work. And some other things that 
you thought would not work will work. And it's going to take some time to figure it out the right way. And when it's just one store, it's really easy to navigate, right? It's easy to turn a smaller boat than a great big, huge ship. So uh, it's it's halftime. Scott, you're going to pick this. So I was going to do 63, tell a story. Or I could pivot and do 98. Wow. What you want me to read? 98. Uh, Wow. Or tell a story. Number 63. Let's do 63. All right. Let's do 63. So here I go, guys. It's only take one or two minutes. Brian, I will get to that in a second. Thank you for your comment. Tell a story. Uh, Page number 95 for you at home who have my book. Storytelling is one of the oldest human rituals and is a strategy important to your marketing efforts. Few business owners understand this and those that do and use stories in their marketing will reap amazing results. Stories are an important element in connecting your message with your audience and getting them remembered. We humans process information much more efficiently when it's in the form of a story and we're and we're therefore much more likely to remember it. We could we quickly forget a dry recitation of the facts. Yet most marketing is just that. Fact after fact after fact. Buy this widget from us, it'll do this, that, and this. That doesn't stick. If you want your marketing to connect at the emotional level, if you want people to remember it, you need to turn your marketing messages into stories. Here are a few story story starter ideas that you can use to connect with people. Stories about your life and why you started your business. Stories about your struggles and accomplishments. Customer success stories. That's huge. Customer success stories. If you aren't telling customer success stories, you're missing the boat. Teachable moment stories. Customers that made a mistake that are coming to your store to correct the mistake they made just a year or two ago, and now they have to fix it, and you fix it for them the right way. Those are teachable moment stories, in my opinion. Remember, your goal is to connect and convey a message in a friendly and engaging way that will stick with the customer. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Scott. What say (laughs) you? You got 17 years of experience selling on the retail floor. Tell me if that's all washed up or what you liked, what you didn't like, and what you would encourage your fellow store owners to do. I think it's vital that you are telling your story um, on your website. Specifically, that great point. um, That's the new front door. You started, and uh, a lot of people have asked me that, and uh, I'll share you my story real quick. Uh, Sure. I sell cars and I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> and then um, we were doing a Dave Ramsey course in our house and people were coming. Uh, some we knew, some we didn't. Financial Peace University. And uh, a couple in there, he, one guy was a rep for a mattress company and then they owned a furniture store. And so they asked me to uh, run their store. And we get down to the end of the Financial Peace University, and they're like, hey, we can uh, GOB our store and uh, pay off for our house, and we won't need the income from the store. So I'm like, 
So he gave me the idea to do a sleep shot. And we did a lot of research and ended up in Murray, Kentucky, because it's a smaller town and I can make mistakes there. Um, we sold our house. We downsized. We bought a repo house. Uh, my wife's beautiful new forerunner. Uh, I had to go on the market and go down whoa, to whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Hold on. I, I, listen. I thought it was supposed to be easy. I, I thought you just like tripped and <laughs> fell into a gold mine, dude. What what are you no. what are you doing? What, what I don't so, I don't I don't know if I want you telling my audience all this stuff, man. It sounds like <laughs> it's so hard. All right. It is so hard. I, on, a serious, about it. <laughs> on a serious note, you felt like this was a good idea. You saw the vision and you were good enough salesman and so Wanda. I'm giving up her car and her house. Yes, and uh, I think you're a little better house. of a, a bit, I think <laughs> you're a little better of a salesman than you give yourself credit for, Scott Vaughn. I don't have any idea why she's still with me. Uh, she must love me or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. She gets rid of her her new car, goes to a minivan, which is a total crush to a lady, um, and. We didn't have two nickels to rub together, so uh, we went to bank after bank after bank. They turned us down, every one of them, to get started. So my dad loaned me a little money to get going, and uh, off we went. And uh, so we delivered out of the back of my pickup every day, for, or any day we sold something. Me and her, and she followed me in the minivan, and we went to a house, and Unstrapped a mattress and hauled it in there. So, and uh, did that for a whole year. Uh, just me and her never had an employee. Then we hired a delivery guy part time, and me and him went and did deliveries. Ended up buying a box. Well, we bought a trailer first, and it got stolen pretty quick. And then we, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm buying a, a box truck. So, I bought a cheap box truck. And, uh, didn't have any money to logo it, but I, but I had a box truck. <laughs> and uh, here we are. We survived. Uh, we opened our second store in 2008. I signed a lease two weeks before the market crashed. The Lehman Brothers and all that happened. And nobody, I mean, nobody was coming in the doors. And I just hired a full-time employee. She left a really high-paying job to uh, start work with me and nobody's coming in the door and then uh oh nine we had an ice storm in january just a few months after we got open three months later and we were closed two weeks and i kept telling one that i was like the lord's gonna provide the lord's gonna provide <laughs> and the ice storm was the savior i mean people stopped thinking about the economy as soon as we got back open and boom we were selling stuff again so we survived all that. That was a long time ago, but and then COVID a couple of years ago, we closed a couple of months for that. It's a miracle we're still here, but uh, um, we've been through a lot of wars, a lot of battles. I think we're going to win the war. It's looking like with a good day today, we'll be able to make the rent tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like things going to happen. I feel positive about that. So it wasn't easy. It was no. hard. It, <laughs> it, there was a lot of times it tested your faith, right? And, and 
listen, sometimes the the hard times you look back and you go, that's where I grew the most, right? Because yeah. I had nowhere to go but to my knees. Right. Right? Yeah. So um, when you meet other store owners and you listen to their stories, what are the mistakes that you think most of them make? Uh, your Jeff uh, had a quote on something I saw. Um, I've never met Jeff, but I just uh, you're going to you're going okay. to. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but his acronym for CEO is Chief Everything Officer. I, I think that's a mistake. I it think is. that's a mistake and it's a huge mistake. Let's you talk can't about work that. on your business if you're all the time working in your business. So. Uh, something I've learned in the last few years. I honestly, I learned more in the last two years than I learned in my first forty-nine years. Um, just reading books, listening to podcasts. Um, I had a couple major surgeries. I was out for a while, and I got a lot of free time to study that I never had before. And I learned uh, how to systematize things and listen to podcasts that are teaching me things that I that I never thought of. And automobile university is very important. I think riding around in the car when, you, when I'm going to work, um, I can listen to shows like yours and learn a ton from people who know more than me. So. Well, that is, I guess there's, there's two different pieces to this. When you are the chief everything officer, which means you get involved in every little minutia of your business, you get sucked into every drama that's going on. It's hard to create the space to work on your business. Uh, the, these uh, surgeries actually created space for you. Forcibly, you were sitting in a bed and you could not go into the store. So you, right. you, your drive made you reach out for information. Um, I hope you're okay with me sharing this. Um, but, you know, I know that you have done business coaching. Um, and one of the things that I constantly, uh, I, you know, it, it, anybody that listens to my show, I, I will talk about three things that you have to do um, to get and maintain your customers. And, and that is you've got to get referrals. You've got to get testimonials and you've got to get five-star online reviews. But then... Bigger picture things that you have to do. You have to work on your business, not get sucked into every little bit of drama in your business. And then when possible, either do a marketing or a business mastermind and or coaching, business and or sales coaching. Uh, Somebody that's been there and has done it, maybe has more experience or more success we always need to be a student. And, you know, after, you know, I was the worst interview in the world. It took me two years after I decided I wanted to get out of retail. I wanted to be in wholesale, but it took me two years of horrible interviews. And I, I finally landed my job and I asked Jeff Allen at Serta, I said, Jeff, why did you hire me? You know, and I thought, you know, he hired me because, you know, I was, I was a two-time All-American in college football. 
No. Uh, I was salesman of the year this many times at my store. No. Uh, I did this course and that course and the other. No. I won this award, did this, that. No. The reason he hired me is because I made this statement. I love to go to work every day so that I can learn. And I learn from the best salespeople on the floor. And I learn from the worst salespeople on the floor. And at a bare minimum, at least I'll see or hear something that I know that I don't want to say or do and eliminate that from the possible uh, tools in the tool chest. And that's why he hired me because I was coachable. Yeah. So if you find yourself constantly being the smartest person in the world, in the, in the room, I'm going to suggest this to you. You are in the wrong room. You need to get in a room where you're among the dumbest and you just keep writing note after note after note, which I have done when I've been in masterminds and done business coaching as, as you have. And the ideas that come off most of the time, it's not the direct idea that someone presents to you that you actually end up implement. It's a version you, you know, the student says, no, that won't work for my business the way it is. But if I just tweak it a little bit, I can make that work for my business. That's what a student does. The person who does not want to grow is going to say, that doesn't work and don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. You've got, you've got to be a student. You have to be curious. You have to want to learn. and. So what you're saying to me, Scott, is these surgeries, which were unfortunate and created a lot of emotional, physical, and mental anguish, were actually a blessing because ideas were generated that became winning ideas in your business that are leading to these record months right now that you're enjoying. Yeah, and a lot of it was the coaching I was getting at the time. Uh, I'm a big Zig Ziglar fan, so... Me too. Uh, we started our business under the his most famous line. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. And so I reached out to um, uh, Tom Ziegler and ended up going to a business boot camp and got coaching for Miss Small Business Coach, Hired Partridge, uh, Vital. Uh, Vital is uh, a lot of people would say it's expensive, but um, I made way more money than I, I paid out to have, but they, uh, they really make you think about how you do business and why you do business and, and how you can help people better than you are already and how you can help more people than you are. And the more you help, the, uh, the more that you're going to receive from being able to help people. And, uh, he was bottle and the thing, Bob Muckle, um, is the best mattress trainer I've ever met by far. Uh, he was so good to me, uh, growing up young and he was with Sarda. We were, we were some Sarda, so we went to a lot of his trainings and anytime he was at a mega group or nationwide or whatever conference, I made sure I went to his class and took a lot of notes and implemented the training. My sales staff and, um, He's vital. I mean, he's, he's, he's smart and 
makes it very simple. And I think the simpler you make it for the customer, the more you're going to help them and more you're going to sell and the better your business is going to be. And the simpler you make it for your sales pros at retail too, right? Exactly. And uh, the manufacturers, some of them are are making their product line simpler. I think when Tempur-Pedic moved from the cloud series, this as an example, cloud series, you had the cloud, you had the cloud premium, you had the cloud supreme, you had the cloud elite, you had the cloud lux, and they were all wildly different prices as you went up. Now you've got the Pro Adapts. So Pro Adapt Firm, Medium Soft. They're all the same price. The RSA has nothing to explain about why one of them is $700 more than the other, and they look exactly the same. <laughs> It'll never fail. So I think, like, for us, Tempur-Pedic did a great thing by making it simpler for the RSA, A, but the customer. They're already confused when they're there. Why would you make a product line that's so confusing? In wildly different prices, and they look identical. You know, there's really not much more to a Cloud Spring than a than a Cloud Elite, and they were seven hundred dollars difference or something. You know, it's it didn't make sense. No, as a matter of fact, the interesting thing about Tempur-Pedic, if you just go broad, big perspective, for years and years they had three mattresses, right? Right, and and then they got really really complicated. And uh, they had overlapping product that did, did not feel better, did not look better, was not easily explainable by the rep yeah. or the yeah. sales pro to the consumer, who eventually we all answer to the end consumer, right? And exactly. um, when they simplified it, it was the best move that they've ever made. Um, they eliminated a lot of SKUs, uh, that were overlapping and needless. And they, they had distinct selling stories and price levels that made sense. And I, I think one of the things that happens in our business is, uh, we make it too complicated and we forget that, you know, a customer that has been out of the market for a minimum of 10 years and probably closer to 12 years. Um, and we, listen, we would love everybody to replace mattresses every seven to eight years, but I don't think that's the reality unless right. they bought a cheap bed from Amazon and they're getting rid of it a right. year later because it was a piece of junk. But, um, that aside, um, making it simpler is, is huge and making it simple for our salespeople and our salespeople understanding how our different products kind of fit together and what problems they solve for the customer. You know, at, at the end of the day, I think that we give our people that look to us for leadership, the, the best thing that we'll ever give them is our heart. Right. And, and when I say that, this is what I mean. If you care deeply about the well-being of your consumer and you want to do the right thing, and everything that you say or do is a hundred percent lined up with helping your customer wake up happy and as pain free as possible to steal Jeff Janakovo quote. Um, your people will catch that. And if your people aren't aligned with that, then they'll leave you. And that's a beautiful thing. Let all the selfish little lion 
people that don't want to serve your customers go away because you can't build a business with those people. You can only build a business with people who care, who truly care in their heart of hearts for their customers. And so that is my lead in to talk a little bit about your prodigy, who, by the way, I before I met Nicole, I said, there is no way that anybody could ever live up to, to the billing that Scott has given her. And after I spent a day and uh, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is like one in a trillion. And I've always said this and I say it all the time on my show, you attract what you are at the end of the day. Sooner or later, you attract what you are. And if nothing else, you end up with who you end up because either you attracted the wrong person and then you are unwilling to give them feedback and you are unwilling to fire them. So when I hear owners complaining about their people, (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, dude, do that. Look in the mirror because... You you hired them, you trained them, you didn't give them feedback, and you have not fired them. So yes. if you've got people that fundamentally don't give a crap about other human beings, get rid of them right now. That's a yeah. cancer. That will destroy your business. Exactly. If somebody isn't the sharpest tack in the world, but their heart's in the right place, I can work with that. Oh, yeah. And you can work with that. Yeah. So let's talk about we, Nicole. Let's brag on her a little bit. <laughs> Nicole uh, was a student at Murray State, and she brought a resume over to our Murray store and saw she had some furniture experience. Her parents are in the, in the business, so I immediately called her because we can't find anybody with any furniture experience, and we had Happy Season in Benton at that time, so I was interested in that, if she could help us with that. Well, she, she was 20 years old at the time. And uh, we hired her, and she hit the ground running, to say the least. <laughs> she is the most passionate. I have secret shopped the whole country, the whole country. And she is the most passionate person about sleep it, or sleep products that anybody I've ever met. I mean, she, <laughs> and you, you, y'all kept using the word intense. She's intense. Uh, she thinks you should buy from her. She thinks you should buy from us. Uh, and if you don't, you're crazy. You lost your mind, and I don't know why you would even think about thinking about it. <laughs> this is the place to buy from. She's very, uh, she follows our system. Again, it's a mob local system where we're we're narrowing it down to one bed and asking the question, you know. And if they say we want to think about it, or oh, God help them. <laughs> so she's really good and we've got a new girl too Faith uh, just as sweet as she can be she's 18 years old uh, had her best she had a a day that most stores would envy Saturday herself um, I don't know if I should tell numbers on, on the air or not but up to you um, and she whatever just, you want to do she's been here she's been with us three weeks and she's just been kind of following Nicole around and waiting on people as she can and um, she did over. She, uh, I don't know. She did twenty seven thousand Saturday. My new girl. So so most sleep shops 
would like to do 27,000 in a week to put yeah. that in perspective. And some don't do 27,000 in a month. So when I first just started, to put that in perspective, 30,000 was our goal in a month. And uh, now uh, we're doing, we're doing that in a day. Uh, wow. Pretty often. Uh, but not to brag on us, but faith is uh, so sweet. She's the sweetest, kindest hearted person. And then Nicole is as well, but she just is very passionate, very rich. Yes. Like you, you know, you've heard the saying, it's a Ziegler saying, and I think I heard it on your uh, initial selling is a transference of feeling. And, yep. and you can you tell have, when you talk You don't have it. the feeling, you can't transfer it. So we, we talk about it in our meetings, you know, it's like selling is a transference of feeling. And last meeting we had, I want you to feel about my product how I feel about my product. And if we can get our customer to feel about our product, how we feel about our product, game over. They're definitely going to get helped that day. I did. Uh, I did a, a YouTube video years ago, and uh, I said, "There's three things you have to believe in. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your product, and you have to believe in your store. And if you believe in those three things passionately, then you're going to win. Yeah, you're you're going to win." Because yep. you're going to do all the things that you have to, to to put yourself in a position where you can win. But if any one of those things is missing, uh, you you are not going to bring the kind of energy that you need to bring. And listen, a lot of times at the end of the day, people can't even verbalize to you why they bought. They yeah. just trusted you. Well, why did they trust you? They trusted you because you were trustworthy. Right. And... Let me tell you something. I have never said something that gets two different responses more than that. Some people just put their head down and go, guess I got to get out. And other people are like, really? Because I'm trustworthy. Yeah. You should be a superstar then. And it's... And in your you, book... Yes, sir. We're going to do the right thing, even when it costs us. Yeah. We're going to do the right thing. And yeah. I think people will see that. They'll hear about it. Uh, people that have a problem and we take care of it uh, without a, any debate. Right. They tell everybody. I mean, they tell everybody. So it pays off to do the right thing every time, even when it costs you to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and to, to to me, that is the test. When it costs you money, will you do the right thing? And if your heart's in the right place and you're here to serve, the answer will be yes, and you will do it. And there will be benefits on the other side. And that's why people will drive an hour and a half to come and see you yeah. because they've talked to other people that you've done the right thing uh, with and for. and they might have been one of those people. So if right. you have 17 years of doing the right thing, plus they feel like they've watched your family grow up before their eyes on your TV commercials. And, and <laughs> yeah, and they really have. And on your videos, uh, then, you know, the rest is, uh, the rest is history. Yeah. Scott, I think you gave a bunch of great advice to our store owners 
And for all of our reps listening in, uh, pass this on to your uh, favorite stores that might need a little help. We can all use good ideas always. And if nothing else, just a reminder that we're on the right track. And maybe there's one little thing that we just need to tweak, one little thing that we could improve on. Scott, what's the last thing you want to say to our folks? I want to say this. Um, this is a dark world. It's a negative world. And uh, I brought this up in the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Great book. First, first point is uh, never complain <laughs> or criticize publicly. And I think Jesus is the light. We are a reflection of that light. And let's be that light in a dark world. And the more you're that way, people will be attracted to you and uh, you'll sell more. I mean, that's not, to me, that's not what it's about. I think it's about helping people. And the more you make it about the customer and love your neighbor as yourself, the more blessing you'll receive uh, from that. Honestly, that's, that's my final point. (laughs) That is, uh, that is a great way to end our show. And Scott, thank you so much. Anybody that wants to get a hold of you, ask you questions, pick your brain, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, my Facebook page, uh, Scott Vaughn. Um, our, um, our company Facebook page is Happy Z Sit and Sleep. You could connect with us there. LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, well, you're testing me here. At Scott Vaughn, 1970. Great year. You're on board. <laughs> um, yeah, Twitter. You're on Twitter too? Good. Yeah, love Twitter. So if you want to get a hold of Scott, he is available and he's yeah. a giver. He has the heart of a servant leader. And if he can help you, he'll help you. Yeah, I love, actually, I love going to stores and talking to business owners and and it, I love for people to come to my stores and I always ask, what, what would you change? You know, what do you see? Cause right. we're in there every day. So I don't see the little stuff that needs changed. Sure. And uh, I had somebody the other day, where's the lamps? Where's the lamps? I'm like, I don't have any lamps. So I ordered some lamps. <laughs> 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 you know, but things like that, just, you know, oblivious to me, that's obvious to somebody else, you know, and, um, so I love going to other stores. We love traveling. So uh, if you want me to come to your store, I'd be great. I'd love to do that. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much. And with that, it's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you.